On this Mother's Day, I hope to really help you moms and grandmoms move from living an overwhelmed life to an overflowing life. Now, Shirley and I are at the stage in our lives where we are grandparents now of four kids, four grandkids, and we are kind of relearning some things. We are kind of uh, at this stage of remembering what it's like to be overwhelmed at times. Uh, when we have them in our house and maybe they're going nuts and we're not quite sure what to do, we're re relearning and re-remembering, you know, what that overwhelming feeling can feel like. And no matter how much you love your kids, no matter how much you love your grandkids, folks, moms, there are those moments, right? <laughs> there are those moments when you've just kind of had it and all you wish you could do is, is kind of take one of these, a tropical vacation, alone, amen? <laughs> alone, all by yourself to just kind of get away from it all, right? Come on, moms, be honest. Doesn't that sound good? Just to get away, just you and your book, and just sit there. There are those moments when you as a mom think you're going to have a moment to finally shower and clean up, but then your baby spits up and you got to clean them up, amen? <laughs> you're at that moment when you think you're going to finally be able to slip into Starbucks for a little pick-me-up, and then the school calls and your child is at school throwing up. <laughs> you think you're finally going to have a moment to snack with your child, to sit down and snack with your child, but his cracker breaks in two, and suddenly your house turns into a zoo, kind of like this. <laughs> Kid going nuts. There are those moments when you just feel like you don't have enough energy, you don't have enough time, you don't have enough money to just deal with all the situations that are surrounding you as a mom. There are those moments when you don't have enough food, right? Or you don't have the right food that your kids like. There are those moments when you don't have enough money to buy another set of shoes already? Are you kidding me? You're already out of those? There are those moments when you feel like you don't have enough time to shop for longer jeans for your kids. So they got to go to school in high water jeans, amen? <laughs> There are those moments when you just seem to be short on everything, food, energy, time, money, patience. Am I, am I going down the right road, moms? Amen? There are those times when you just feel like you're so short on everything, undersupplied, overwhelmed. Moms, the bottom line this morning is this. You can go through your life with a shortage mindset or a surplus mindset. That's what I want to talk about this morning. You have a choice. You can choose to go with a shortage mindset or a surplus mindset. Write this down. Some approach life with this shortage mindset. If you choose to live with this kind of mindset, you're always going to feel overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. If you choose to live with a shortage mindset, you'll always feel like you don't have enough time. You don't have enough energy, money, rest time, leisure time. It's that feeling that you're always a little short and a day late. You never have all that you need. And that is where living with a short, shortage mindset will take you. Feeling absolutely overwhelmed all the time. There's a good example of a shortage mindset in the Bible. Take a look at this. One day a man from a really hard to pronounce name <laughs> brought the man of God who was Elisha 20 loaves of barley bread. And Elisha the prophet said, give it to the people so they can eat. So here, they're in a famine. Everybody's hungry. 
So this servant brings 20 loaves of bread. And Elisha says, give it to the people to eat. And what? His servant exclaimed. Feed 100 people with only this. I've got 20 loaves. There's 100 people who need to eat. So the servant has this shortage kind of mindset. But Elisha repeated, give it to the people so they can eat, for this is what the Lord says. Take a look at this. Everyone will eat. There will even be some left over. So Elisha's got a surplus mindset. And when they gave it to the people, there was plenty for all and some left over. So the service has got this shortage mindset. There'll never be enough. It'll never work. Elisha says, this is what our God does. This is who he is. There'll be plenty for all. A shortage mindset says, we're never going to have enough. So write this down, moms. That mindset focuses on your limited resources. You don't focus on what you have. You focus on all the things you don't have. You focus on your limited resources. Not enough time, not enough energy, not enough money. And that mindset results in an overwhelmed life. And that just leads to worry. It leads to fear. It leads to anxiety. You live your life saying, what if we don't have enough? What if we don't get enough? What if, what if, what if? But God wants you to live with a whole different mindset that leads to a whole better outcome. Write this down. Some approach life with a surplus mindset. And that mindset says, we don't understand how it's going to happen, but we trust God and we believe that we will have enough. That mindset focuses on God's unlimited resources. God's resources are limitless. He's got plenty of everything from everybody. He's got plenty of everything for everybody. And folks, that changes every single thing. I mean, have you ever worried about the person breathing next to you was going to breathe up all your air? <laughs> No, not at all. Because God created more than enough air for everybody and everything on this planet. God has unlimited resources. And he wants to bless you with those resources. And that mindset results in an overflowing life. If you trust God and you follow God, that will bring you from an overwhelming life to a, an overflowing life. And when you focus your life on the one and place your trust in the one who has a surplus of everything, you can move from an overwhelmed life to an overflowing life. Take a look at this. Psalm 23. The Bible says, you, God, fill my cup to overflowing. The International Children's Version goes like this. You, God, give me more than I can hold. The New International Version says this. My cup overflows. Now, what's your cup? What is it that God can cause to overflow? It's your life. It's your life. Your cup is your life. So David is saying that God fills up his life. He's saying that, that God gives him more than his life can hold, that God causes his life to overflow with the things he needs. He's saying there's no lack of supply. Instead, with God, there's a surplus. And 2,000 years after David made this statement, take a look at what Jesus says. Jesus says, on the last day of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, if you are thirsty, where do you go? You come to me and drink. That verse goes on and says, and everyone who really believes in me will have rivers of living water flowing out of their lives. What's that mean? Living water flowing out of their lives, what's that mean? It means you've moved from living an overwhelmed life to an overflowing life. 
It means you have a surplus instead of a shortage. It means that you have a life filled beyond capacity. And as your pastor, I want you to experience that kind of life. I want you as moms to be able to move from feeling overwhelmed all the time to saying, my trust is in God. And you know what? God just keeps stuff flowing into my life. God just keeps meeting our needs. I want you to experience that, his blessings coming upon you over and over and over. God says this, I am the holy God who rescues you. For your own good, I will teach you, I will lead you along the right path. How I wish that you had obeyed my commands. Then your success and good fortune would have overflowed like a flooding river. Moms, God wants you to live with success. He wants you to live with good fortune. So follow him. Obey his word. Obey his commands. Then his word says, then your life will overflow with his blessings. So God is saying, if you just do the things I've commanded you to do, those things that I've commanded you to do because they're good for you, if you just do those things, then your life will overflow with my blessings. Jesus then came to earth and he said, I've come that you may have real life and enjoy it in abundance to the fullest, look at this, until it overflows. That's what God wants you to experience. So how can you begin to experience an overflowing life? Write this down. To move from overwhelming to overflowing, first thing you do, start connecting with Jesus every day. Moms, you are busy. I've watched Shirley as a mom. <laughs> I've watched many other moms. I've heard some of your stories I know you are busy. I know you are running. I know the, the needs and, and the demands are, are never ending. You have little time for yourselves. I know that you're constantly kind of like this, right? <laughs> you're on the run. You, you're just trying to pick up and carry everything and get everybody where they're supposed to go. I know the needs are never, ever ending. But you will never move from an overwhelming life like that to an overflowing life. And you'll never move from a shortage to a surplus life without connecting with Jesus every single day. Jesus says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you stay connected to me, you'll produce a lot of fruit. You can't do anything without me. So just like a branch can't survive without being connected to the vine, a branch can't produce anything without being connected to the vine, neither can you, moms. So just like you're toaster can't produce toast unless it's plugged into the power. Just like your vacuum cleaner can't clean the floor unless it's plugged into the power. Neither can you be all that God has created you to be unless you're plugged into the one, the power. Amen? Oh, come on. Amen? <laughs> when you're plugged into him, that's when you can become all that God's created you to be. Do all that God's called you to do. But if you're not plugged into him, you're going to get overwhelmed. And like a branch not connected to the vine, you'll just shrivel up, you'll die, you'll pull back. In fact, Jesus says you can do nothing without me. So how do you connect with Jesus? You got to do it in the mornings, mom. Somehow, you got to beat the kids up, <laughs> got to beat everybody else up. Doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be three or four hours. But just get up and you have a few moments with God. You get up, then you sit down and read his word. You say, God, speak to me. 
And then you ask God to speak to you and you sit there and you listen for God's voice to speak to your heart. Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice. And if you listen long enough, you'll learn how God speaks to you. And you let him speak into your life and then you thank him for his blessings and you ask him then for what you need for that day. Moms, if it's only 10 minutes, if it's only 15 minutes, you beat everybody else up. And you connect with Jesus and it'll change your life. Jesus says this, if you stay connected to me and my words remain in you, you may ask any request you like and it will be granted. He goes on and he says, my true disciples produce fruit. This brings glory to my Father. So stay connected to my love. Stay connected to my love when you, you stay connected to my love when you obey me. I've told you this so that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your cup of joy will overflow. When you stay connected to Jesus Christ every day, he will grant your request. Your life will overflow with joy. Need some more joy, moms? <laughs> Especially in some of those special moments. He will fill your life with joy. Next, to move from overwhelming to overflowing, start being grateful each day. Start being grateful. Stop some of the grumbling, some of the griping, some of the complaining. Start being grateful. And I know there's a lot of things to complain about. When you crawl out of bed, each day say, God, I'm grateful for your protection during the night. You blessed us. You took care of us. God, I'm thankful for this. I'm really thankful for this bed. In fact, I don't even want to get out of bed, <laughs> but I'm thankful for this bed. I'm even thankful for this guy laying next to me who's snoring so loud, God. <laughs> I'm thankful for him too. But crawl out of bed, and before you do get fully out of bed, just begin to thank God for what you're grateful for. The Bible says this, in everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing because it doesn't change anything. Doesn't change the weather, doesn't change the spouse, doesn't change the behavior of your kids. Complaining changes nothing. The only thing it does is it makes you feel more overwhelmed. More overwhelmed. The Bible says this, let your lives overflow, not with complaining, but with thanksgiving. Or we could say gratefulness for all God has done. 1 Thessalonians, it says, no matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So if you want to move from living an overwhelmed life to an overflowing life, start connecting with Jesus every day. Start being grateful every day. Next, write this down, start being content every day. And I know that's hard in our culture. I know it's hard on our street when we see what so-and-so has and what so-and-so gets to go and do. But start being content with the people that God's put in your life. Start being content with the place that God has allowed you to live. Start being content with the possessions God has allowed you to have. Start being content with the pay that God is allowing you to bring home. Stop envying what others have and begin to thank God for the things you do have. And if you can't get there, let me just take you on one missions trip. Amen? And you'll come back thankful for what you do have. So if you want to move to an overflowing life, stay connected to Jesus, start being grateful, start being content, and last, start being generous every day. And this last thing might be one of the hardest things to do, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed. To be generous, to give more to others, to, to do more for others. Pastor, you don't understand, I don't have all that I need and all that I want, let alone do more for others. 
Give more to God? Yes. Yes. You've got to move from being stingy to being generous if you want God's blessings to flow into your life. Now, I'm not just talking about being generous with your money, but about your time that you spend with God and with others. About the energy that you give out to serve God and others. You see, stinginess is just evidence of a shortage mindset. I don't have enough for me, so I ain't giving anything to anybody else. I'm just going to keep it all to myself. And that means you just don't trust God to keep his promises about what he'll do for you if you are generous to others. Jesus says this, Remember this, a stingy planter will only reap a small crop, but anyone who sows generously will also reap generously. So each of you should give serious consideration to what you want to give God, not reluctantly or under pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. And you can be sure that God is able to bless you with all his grace so that in all things, at all times, you will have always all that you need. And then take a look at this. And then you'll also overflow so you can give to every good work. So when you become moms generous and giving out and just blessing God and blessing others, then God begins to flow into you so that you can give even more away. He blesses you. Shirley and I have experienced that over and over and over in our lives. God just overflowing our lives with his blessings. We don't know when it's going to come. We don't know how it's going to come. But over the years, he's just blessed us beyond measure. Most of you know that the moment that Shirley and I got married, soon to be 44 years ago, this July, the moment we got married, week one, we started giving our tithes to God. We had both individually grown up and had jobs through high school and college, and we were tithing individually. When we got together, because that's what God asked his followers to do, when we got together, we did it. So God's always gotten our, our 10% tithe of our gross income, and we've lived on the remaining 90%. Now, when we got married, I want you to know, man, we were making the bucks. We got married 44 years ago. We were making $700 a month. And we had a car payment, and we had a house payment, 700 bucks a month. You know what? We gave 70 bucks a month to God, and that's what we did. Now, this past year, regardless of what's going on in our lives, and, and regardless of even though the church having to cut back salaries for, for our staff for a while, regardless of all of that, and even though we were tempted to say, okay, we need to take a salary reduction right now as our church goes through a transition, you know what? We're not going to reduce our tithe. We've been given 16% of our, our income here. We're not going to reduce that. You know what? We're just going to see what God's going to do. We're just going to trust God to bless us like he's always blessed us. No, we're not going to reduce our tithe. We're going to trust God to meet our needs. And so today, we're even tithing beyond 16% of our income. And I'm not telling you that to just say, oh, look at Larry and Shirley. Just see what they're doing. They're bragging. No, we just want you to know that you can give and you can be generous and God will flow blessings into your lives. This is also during a time when we have extra hospital bills and doctor bills coming in. And you, you guys know all about that. But you know what? 
God continues to meet all of our needs. And you know what? I still get to do this. I still get to go buy some of these. My, some of my favorite drinks. I still get to go buy frappuccinos, and we, we still get to have pizza from time to time and all those kind of things. We're still able to put the new tires that I needed on my car. We did that, and we're still able to fix things that break. God still meets all of our needs. We're not rich. We don't have tons in the bank. We don't have some inheritance that we're, we're living off of. We don't have that. We've got God. Amen? We've, yeah, cl 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 clap. Amen? We've got God. That's who we've got. And he's faithful to bless us and meet all of our needs for simple generosity. But you know, all too often after God has blessed his people, some people do what the people of Israel did. They, they, they forgot how God had blessed them over and over and over, how God had provided over and over and over. They forgot that. And so after God set the Israelites free and he sent them back to Israel, they didn't put God first. They didn't honor God with their time, with their energy, or with their money. So God said to the people through Haggai, take a look at this. You spend a lot of money, but you don't have much to show for it. You have food, but you don't have enough to fill you up. You have drink, but not enough to satisfy your thirst. You have clothes, but not enough to stay warm. You earn money, but it disappears as fast as if you had holes in your pockets. He said, and the income that you bring home gets blown away. Consider why this is happening. And take a look at this. It's because you're too busy building your own fine house that you haven't built my temple the house of worship. That's why I'm withholding your blessings. Moms, if you don't feel like there's enough blessings coming into your household, maybe there's too much focus on your own house and not building the kingdom of God. Everybody say, whoa with me. Whoa. Let that sit there for a minute. Could this be the reason why some of you are overwhelmed instead of overflowing? Could this be the reason why some of you are struggling to have enough? Because our God says this, bring your full tithe into my storehouse so that there's food in my house. Test me now in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. That's what Shirley and I are experiencing. Through all of our married life, God's overwhelming blessings. That's the overflowing life. Put God first in your time. Put God first in your energy. Put God first in your money. And then watch him pour out blessings in your life. Yeah, you still go through stuff. You know Shirley and I are going through stuff. But his blessings continue to just fill your life and overflow. Jesus says this. If you give you will receive back. Your gift will be returned to you in full measure, packed down, shaken to make room for more and running over. Jesus says whatever measure you use in giving, large or small, that measure will be used to measure whatever is given back to you. You need more? Give more. You need more? Do more. And your God will bless you more. He will keep his promises. That's the overflowing life. How do you get that life? You commit to these four things we've been talking about. 
And then you just start being more and more generous. So moms, maybe you're tired of living an overwhelmed, undersupplied life. Maybe you're tired of feeling, and maybe you're even reeling from a, a shortage. You're feeling overwhelmed, and you're reeling from a shortage. But today, you can begin moving from an overwhelmed life to one that overflows with the blessings of God. That's my desire. That's my heart for you. And God promises to do that for you. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? And as we pray, I want to invite every mom and also every dad to, and every person here to just pray this prayer. Make these four commitments. Father, on this Mother's Day, I want to start moving from living an overwhelmed life to one overflowing with your blessings. So I make these commitments. I will start connecting with you every day. I will start being grateful every day. I will start being content every day. And I'll start being generous every day. And I will trust you to help me move from a shortage mindset to a surplus mindset. And I will trust you to supply all my needs and all that my family needs. Lord Jesus, I am so thankful as I look back that I can really see how just obeying your word allows you to flow blessing upon blessing into our lives. And I pray that you'd help each one of our families here begin to experience that. Help us to go to the next level, a new level of trust in you so that you can bless us. I pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen.